and welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melania Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach that helps parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical, spiritual perspective and empower parents to take their authority. If this is your first time listening to me, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day. If you have not joined my Facebook page, please go over there and check us out at Reclaiming the Inner Child. I would love to have you there. So before we get started, I just want to throw this disclaimer out there. That I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, or a doctor. These episodes are merely for educational and spiritual development. I do love studying psychology, but I am not a psychologist or therapist. So I just want to throw that disclaimer out there for anyone who's listening. But um, we can just dive right in. So in my last episode, I discussed how a child can be oppressed and what does that, what does that really mean? Today, I'm going to talk about trauma and the different behaviors that stem from traumas that could signify that your child is struggling with a spiritual oppression. Not all behaviors are spiritual, but a lot are. Let's let's take for example, and please hear me out that I am not trying to, um, I don't want to offend anybody or anything like that, but let's just take a child that has has had elongated trauma of sexual abuse or neglect. The child's personality changes, and it seems a child has developed different personalities based off whatever situation they're in. A lot of times these children can and cannot control what is known as alters. And in the psychological world, it's called um, DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder. These alters control them, and they can even override a child's own personality and completely take over. And a lot of times, these, these alters, these different personalities, they have names, and they have ages. These personalities act as different identities within a child, so they're the, the alter or the identity could be even, even if the child's a female, it could be a male. This is just known as coping mechanisms because a child doesn't know how to deal with traumas when they occur. These alters can be different ages, and at the age when the alter is created is usually age the child had went through a certain trauma. For each alter, and all, uh, for each trauma, I'm sorry, an alter is created. In the psychological world, this is known as a mental disorder. And like I said, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but but really, these are these are multiple demons that came in through each of the traumas the child has endured. And many times, the child will embrace those demons or those alters, those personalities because they provide certain things for them, like a, a protective altar, a playful altar, um, and ang- even angry altars, um, or uh, especially the protective altar. These altars 
demons give what the caregiver could not provide at the time of the trauma. Okay. Oftentimes we have seen adults being delivered from DID, and with each age, the adult would revert back to the age in which the trauma happened and become that little child at that age again with the personality of the altar. Other times we have seen that the, uh, the adult don't know about the trauma that happened until the demon altar came up and spoke about the trauma. It was like a, like I said, like a protective altar. There is a lot to learn in identifying what disorders are tied to what oppressions. But I believe we're living in a day now where the Lord is really just opening our eyes to um, what what is really behind certain things, and especially with children, because you know his children means so much to him. You know, children are everything to the Lord. So uh, just like oppositional defiant disorder, that is another trauma-induced mental illness that usually accompanies conduct disorder later on. So I've seen children on some of these drugs that are no longer capable of having their own personality, especially when, they, when we speak of drugs like Ritalin. Um, with these disorders, the child is looking for control because they've lost control. So they're defiant and they're angry. We have seen kids whose parents have been divorced and the child is put on Ritalin because of the defiance as the child gets older. But when the child gets older, another demons come in and attach to that main demon that came in, the first demon that came in. So we can look at how when, when one main demon comes in, Eventually, over time, it brings more. Okay, so you can think of it as that the root of the tree is the main demon that came in, which is usually um, trauma, and then from there, you got your um, your limbs, which are other demons that come in as a child grows. Um, and w when the child gets older, usually with oppositional defiance disorder, you also get conduct disorder when the child gets older. So. But when I speak specifically about children who have had trauma and developing these disorders, oppressions, which are just demons, just because a child is stubborn doesn't mean the child needs deliverance, okay? That child maybe just need a little bit more of, you know, discipline in order to get him or her back on track. It is truly a case-by-case and usually the parents know that something is amiss and know that something more is going on. They know that, that this is just not uh, a mental illness or, um, or anything of that sort. The Lord, will, you will have discernment, okay? Never, you know, think that you do not have discernment. And I will not label every child that has ODD or CD as oppressed by a demon. But I will say that there are, there are a lot that do. Every single case is a learning experience. And if you look into any deliverance ministry, they will tell you they had to learn as they go. I mean, nothing stays the same. There's different techniques and there's, there's different ways that the Holy Spirit moves and has um, specific de uh, deliverance minister 
you know, help and deliver you. It's not just the same all across the board. And yes, there are a ton of voices out there right now, and a lot of them on big platforms um, are, they shouldn't be there. I would actually like to hear from you, though, because I believe there is something more spiritual going If you believe there is something more spiritual going on with your child, you can always email me at fosteringtheinnerchild at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, um, definitely. So you may be asking, well, where is all this in the Bible? You've been talking but have no biblical reference so far. The Bible does not use the term altars, obviously, and obviously the Bible doesn't use any psychological words to define. But if we go back to Mark chapter 5, where we are talking about the man being possessed by legion. Legion is 6,000 strong, by the way. He cut himself. He screamed like a madman gashed himself with stones. I mean, can you imagine how many personalities that man had? How many, how many altars? What kind of trauma could this person have went through to, to have 6,000 demons within him? Now, of course, we're talking about someone who was possessed. Right here, we're talking about people that are children, and specifically, that are oppressed. And there's the difference there. Okay. Possession, fully controlled by a demon. Uh, oppression is certain character. Your characteristics are controlled by a demon. Not you're not fully. So if you were born again Christian, you cannot be possessed. But these are just examples. Um, another example is the woman at the well. The woman at the well. She was divorced five times. Each of her husbands were driven away because of her emotional state. And you could find this in um, the book of John, chapter 4. You can read about that. Just imagine if you were married five times and they all left you. And the emotional toll it would take, the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment, all those wounds within yourself. I know if my husband divorced me right now, I would be in shambles, trying to zone out just a function for my children properly, zoning out to get away from the pain. And that right there is how altars are created. Your different personalities, your different characteristics. Okay? One of my mentors I studied under years ago, his name is Dr. Scott Bitkin, who is an inner healing deliverance coach. He has since retired, but um, I still remember this story he told um, about this woman, and it was just, it just was like, wow. He told about this woman that was in London who would go into catatonic for like a few weeks or a few months at a time if our uh, memories was triggered from a trauma. She didn't know what that trauma was. 
she oftentimes had to be institutionalized because she could not even eat or drink or anything. She was just so like paralyzed, like she could not do anything. And her parents could not uh, take care of her. They didn't, you know, they didn't have the, the necessary means to do so. So Dr. Scott went through the process of delivering her from altar of rejection that came upon her when she was two and a half years old. And she was set free. Okay. There's a lot longer story than that, but I've just condensed it for time's sake. But how that spirit entered her was the girl's father had just came home and sat down in front of the TV and wanted to relax. And the little girl was in the way. Well, dad, he pushed her out of the way and told her to move in a, in a harsh tone. In that moment, the child felt rejected, even if dad did not mean it in that way. So you see, we can't keep from being rejected there's no way. Some, somewhere along the lines, we're going to feel rejected. All of us are. Even your children. Your children by you and me. I mean, my children by me, too. We can't get away from it. But if you know what to do and you are equipped what to do, you know how to help your child from these things. Mm. So you see, the Bible tells us that the Jesus' ministry in John 21, 25, that the ministry of Jesus of casting out demons and healing the sick wasn't all recorded because if it were, the whole world could not contain or have room for what had all been written. Isn't that amazing? So there, you know, and you can find that in um, John 21, 25. So just think about this. There's a huge part of Christ's ministry that we don't even know about. But I truly believe that we are being taught the different techniques that he did when he did walk upon the earth. Of course, we always have to allow Holy Spirit to guide us in all things and have a firm understanding that it's not just us that does it, but it is him working through us. And sometimes that, you know, this is why I want to empower parents, because you see, you have the power. You have it within you. If you believe in Jesus and you have him living in your heart and you love him, I'm telling you, you have it. You, he, he's living in within you. So this past weekend, I actually should have had this podcast done, um, but I was in Orlando for an event that I was a part of. Um, it was a huge healing and del deliverance event. There was probably a good thousand people that showed up incredibly powerful event. Uh, there was people there like Benny Hinn's wife, if you know who Benny Hinn is, um, Miles Kilby from Sid, his, Sid Roth at Supernatural. Um, and as a people gathered at the altar, I, I was called to, to go pray for people. I began praying for a woman who who was just sobbing and sobbing. And I just, I just felt like I, I could feel how she just hungered for the desire to be delivered. She kept saying she had mind torment, please help me. And she just cried and cried. I locked eyes with her and I could see the darkness. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 30, 17, that the eyes are the window to the soul. So when she locked eyes with me, I could see that darkness within her. I began to actually violently start praying for her. And the power of God was so strong upon me. It like hit me so hard. My whole body was shaking like from head to toe. She was screaming and she was running in place as I was casting out torment, which was really the spirit of insanity. It was trying to make her go insane. Then she stopped screaming and peace came upon her. It was, it was amazing. But a lot of our afflictions we have are actually the names of the spirit that are oppressing us. Like, for example, children who are anxious all the time and live under fear. It is a spirit of fear. It's so normal for kids to get anxious when the new changes and new environments and things of that sort. Don't get me wrong, okay? I'm talking about unnatural anxiety and unnatural fear. The type of fear that needs to be medicated. When I say, if you got to be on medicine and don't hear what I'm not saying, never stop a medicine to your child, never, ever, ever, okay? unless it's directed by your physician or your, or your therapist or psychologist. Um, but I truly, I've seen it. I, I have my own personal experience with uh, anxiety and fear. Maybe in my next episode, I will, uh, I will give you guys my testimony so you see how I got to what I do now. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the afflictions are just the names those are the names of the demons, the oppression that's on us, okay? I know that most of you are new um, to me and who I am, but I do a lot of volunteer work. And my volunteer work centers the majority with children. If you know me, you know that aside from doing this coaching, Christian coaching and deliverance, I am a guardian ad litem. And if you don't know what that is, is, I work with the Department of Social Services. I am an advocate for children and being their voice in the courts. The majority, if not all the list of traumas I'm about to tell you is what I see come across my email. Now the unfortunate side to this is I am not allowed to mix my coaching or religious beliefs with my volunteer work, but I do get the opportunity to still help these children in some way and pray for them on my own time, of course. But I see a lot of cases of sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglected by one or both parents, parents addicted to alcohol, or drugs. That is really like the biggest one where I live in South Carolina um, is alcohol and drugs. And then the children get introduced to the drugs and then they have the drugs in their system. They test positive. And usually we'll remove them from the home. But uh, also broken homes. You know, and like I said, you know, sometimes. Marriages aren't ordained by God. Sometimes you get married and it's not what God, it's not the person God wanted you to be with. So 
don't, I'm not saying that to beat you up or anything. If you are someone who has been divorced and you, and the children were involved, but it is, uh, it is a traumatic event. Uh, like I said, I hate the term that, uh, children are resilient. They are not. They are children for a reason. We can be resilient, but no child is resilient. Um, I see molestation by a parent or parents having sex with their children. Um, other traumas besides that, besides broken homes or um, going to school and being bullied, you know, death of loved ones, witnessing violence, natural disasters like hurricanes and tornadoes, um, severe car accidents or some sort of accident. Then we see the emotional changes in the children. You know, the withdrawal from family or friends. They don't like activities they, they used to. Um, they begin cutting themselves, pulling or breaking their hair, or just any sort of pain upon themselves. Decreased academic performances. Got like completing assignments. Anger, sadness, fear that is excessive or out of context. Depression, anxiety, or even signs of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Sleeping patterns disrupted, appetites they don't want to eat. Or we've even seen um, children who are older, maybe 10, regress backwards into bedwetting and clinging to caregivers or even sucking their thumb. Oh my gosh, there's just so many to list here. I mean, because we, we can also, you know, and then, you know, from these traumas, the child can show the feelings of guilt. Um, maybe they blame themselves. It often happens with sexually abused children. They blame themselves um, because of what happened to them when it really was not their fault at all. Um, maybe it, they have, uh, it's too hard for them to form new relationships. They're fearful, you know, um, nightmares, disrupted sleep patterns. I mean, headaches, daily stomach aches, we'll throw that in there too, which can be signs of anxiety, spirit of anxiety, you know, uh, just a lot, a lot from the traumas and the typical behavioral changes in children due to trauma. Sometimes parents don't know if something has happened to a child. You know, one of the biggest things and the most biggest things and what angers me, um, holy anger that is, <laughs> uh, is like a child will go to the parent and they will tell them that, you know, uncle, uncle, um, whatever his name may be, said that, you know, I mean, he, he touched me and then the parent doesn't believe the child and the abuse continues on. Okay. So then you got that elongated trauma that the child has to deal with when they get older, you know? So I, I would really, really, really want to hear from you guys because 
What are your concerns? What are your stories? What keeps you up at night? Does anything that I have said in these, like, what, 25 minutes, uh, does any of these teachings I've spoken about resonate with your child? Feel free to email me at fosteringtheinnerchild at gmail.com. The Lord has put in my heart a love for not just my own children, but all children, and I want to help you in any way that I can. I will always, always be for the child. That is it for this episode. If you'd like to learn more, you can download my ebook, and that can be found on my website, fosteringtheinnerchild.com. The ebook is free, but it also is a companion to my 14 week course that I have available. You do not need to purchase the course with the ebook, but the course does go into much deeper than the ebook will. I'm also going to be launching a free three day mini course soon, and I will let you guys know when that is available. Until then, I will talk to you next week on Fostering the Inner Child podcast. Everyone have a blessed week.